This is the School of Woo Woo. Welcome, students. Students, seekers, and people looking to have a good time. Hell yeah. We'll be your guides on this metaphysical adventure. I'm Amber. I'm Leah. And class is now in session. Welcome back, students. Hi, class. As always, we're super excited to be here with you today. Thanks for joining us. So today's topic is going to be about Ayurveda, which is the science of life. But before we get to that, I'm doing a little homework shout out reminder. It's been about two weeks. How is your root chakra homework coming along? Check in with us. Let us know on social media. As always, we want to get to meet you. Yeah, I haven't given away my jeans yet, so I still have that homework to do. <laughs> And I barely made it to the gym. But okay. some exercise outside has been happening. It is summer in Alaska, so it's hard to drag yourself to the gym. So. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, you have to go out into the sun. I know. In certain states, you really have to get to the gym if you want to move. It's too hot. But here, it's paradise. Paradise. Okay. Not to brag or anything. Yeah. I mean, had to brag because <laughs> it really is paradise here. But, yeah, so that's happening. But let us know how your homework's going on Instagram or Facebook or if you have any questions or follow-up regarding that homework as you're kind of easing into the root chakra stuff. Yeah, for sure. And the other thing is if you guys have topics that you are interested in learning about, reach out. Let us know. Like, we can always explore some of those topics with you. We're super accessible, not to beat a dead horse here, on social media. Okay. So, today, like I said, we're going to be talking about Ayurveda, which is traditional Indian medicine. And I studied it for years. I became obsessed with Ayurveda because of my fingernails, actually. So, I have these ridges on my fingers, on my fingernails. And I would ask medical providers, what does it mean when your nails are like this? And Literally, people would just be like, whatever, nothing. It means literally nothing. And I was like, no, that's just not right. Like, why can't anyone tell me what these ridges are? And people would say, people's nails are different. Everyone has different nails. Like, okay, whatever. So I just always had this kind of like in the back of my mind. And then one day I picked up a book on Ayurveda and I just opened it up to this section. And it had descriptions and pictures of different kinds of fingernails and then said what all of those different fingernails meant. I was like blown away. Blown away. So then right there. Also like, slightly oh. concerned, I suspect. Well, yeah, no. <laughs> Once you learn about Ayurveda, you're like, I'm fucked. Oh, <laughs> Ayurveda is so, it's like astrology. And then it's kind of an endless study once you get into it. Because really, it's generational studies in mm-hmm. India. So you're jumping into something that most people have had passed down potentially for thousands of years. Because it is oh, yeah. the oldest medicine yeah, recorded yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. in history. Mm-hmm. Um, so you start to kind of see all sorts of things in your body, especially your tongue is a really great, it's like astrology for us though, where we just have gone so deep that people get annoyed when we talk about astrology endlessly. Don't worry. It's not our only annoying habit. Oh yeah. No, we've got lots of annoying habits. Yeah. If you stick out your tongue in a photograph because you think you're being cute, one, that's probably not cute, but two, we're also going to be diagnosing your tongue. So just know that like (laughs) if you're showing us your palms, your fingernails, your tongue, all right. the things we are just assessing away. Yeah, so not in like a mean girl way, just in a like, oh my gosh, did you see that tongue? That's so interesting. I know, very interesting. So we, um, the ridges meant that I had a lack of nutritional absorption in my body. So which, just FYI, if your tongue actually. is scalloped on the edges, another indicator of I know, which I also have. It's like, oh, <laughs> let me just have like all the markers. <laughs> Of nutritional deficiency. Heal thyself. I know, exactly. (laughs) Which is actually, so, here we go again. Side note, welcome to class, Leah's here. Um, When Amber dove into Ayurveda, because this is how our relationship works, this is why when she said, you're the funniest person I know, and I kind of like paused there a little bit and was like, I mean, you're funny, but you keep things real interesting. It was one of those things that Amber dove into head first, and I was like, I'm going to be out here on the shoreline. I'm going to check and see how this goes for you. So I was there on the sidelines, and I feel like more of an apprentice to Amber because she was in an actual course that took three years and thousands 
tens of thousands of dollars. <laughs> but it has turned into, like I said before, kind of that astrology thing where we'll get into it and you'll be right there with us as we kind of describe the different elements. You're going to start to see personalities in your life as well mm-hmm. where it becomes very obvious that people are like, vat it out, pit it out, cop it out. And that yeah. will definitely make more sense as we go a little bit deeper here. But just know that if you're going to stick with us here on this journey, we're going to start saying really annoying things like, that yeah. person's so vaunted out, yeah. or you may feel vaunted out. So right. bear with us again if you can. Yeah, this is kind of like, this class is more a, I need to understand what Amber and Leah are saying. <laughs> 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 What's the lingo? I know. It's like, we're not going to change for you. So you really need to know what we're talking about. So <laughs> we that want more you, people in this class. Yeah, so that you can like follow us. Because, again, these are just words that we throw around a lot, and we've been trying not to say them up till now until we've talked about Ayurveda. So now, we, now we're now we going to explain some of these terms to you guys, and then we're going to use the words, and then you're going to be annoyed, you know, because we don't stop using the words. Yeah, so as I said, Amber really just jumped into it because she, out of the two of us, I mean, it's fun to get to say, like, I'm an eternal student. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I am. I want to hear about things. But Amber truly, truly embodies that where she will go back to school pretty much constantly to (laughs) learn things. And I was, like I said, kind of on the shoreline here with the Ayurveda for a long time. And it wasn't until I watched the documentary, and I wish I could come up with the name of it right now, but I don't know. So we'll probably put it on social media because I think it's on Netflix. Everybody should watch it just to kind of get some more information about Ayurveda and excite yourself about it. Because for me... And I'm like, what documentary are you talking about? remember but I will look it up okay um I don't want to get lost in that because you guys that could go on forever my memory (laughs) um my point was though that what really intrigued me about Ayurveda I come from a background where my mom was a nurse and so western medicine was really prevalent in our household and western medicine kind of leaves you with this like fear-mongering where you feel a little Mm. bit out of control of your own body and the ability to heal it and what Ayurveda says to you is you're just it's just a balancing act yeah and so you can pretty much heal anything yeah that's going on because you're just going to go back and look at what's out of balance and bring it back into balance really gently yeah so it's not like you have to hand over control of your body to some mm-hmm. other practitioner who's going to tell you about your body no ayurveda really allows you to get to know your body again like yeah. amber said the ridges on the nails, the scallops on the tongue. Like there's going to be a lot of things that you're going to start to notice about your own body and be like, oh, okay. This is an indicator. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And then there's a lot of things totally within your control that you can gently change within your lifestyle to bring your body back into balance. And so that was so incredibly empowering that I was like, all right, let's go. Let's dig deeper. I know. And like as you learn more, you're like, oh, I don't need someone else to tell me what's going on in my body. I am empowered and I can tell you what's going on in my body. And I know how to bring balance, like you were saying, Mm -hmm. and how to ease this problem. Like Mm -hmm. if I'm upset to my stomach, I know, oh, I'm going to go take these herbs. I'm going to change what I'm eating. I'm going to, in any circumstance, I'm going to sleep a little bit differently. All because it needs to balance my vata, my pitta, or my kapha, which is some stuff we're getting into right it's in just It's so a true. And when something kind of slides out of balance, one, you're going to be a lot more aware of it because you've just mm-hmm. started to be more consistently aware of what's going on with your body. But also, you feel so in control because you could be like in the middle of nowhere, but still have like a mini toolkit of mm-hmm. things to kind of heal your body quickly and easily. Yeah. And it's like, Wow. If everybody knew this, the world would be so different. Pharmaceutical companies could not be out here taking advantage of people left and right. Right. It's so good for chronic disease. Yes. You know, we often talk about how Western medicine is so good for emergencies. It's like, yeah, no. Jen Holdley, little snatch face. I'm going to say this right now. She one makes of our fun of me. Scorpios, one of our favorite Scorpios. She's out here with a plethora of knowledge, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'm just saying about the belling. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, yes, Jen Holdley, very smart. I'm not saying anything about her intelligence but uh she loves to make fun of me because i do energy work on people and i use a bell and i clear energy with a bell and so anytime anyone has anything wrong with them she's like well (laughs) did you bell that did go get go get amber's bell 
<laughs> go go make sure Amber bells you. If you lose an arm, go have Amber bell you. I'm like, no. If I'm in a car accident, go take me to the hospital. Call 911. <laughs> We're not maniacs. Don't start with my bell if I'm like, <laughs> there's a major emergency. But after that's under control, someone go get my goddamn bell. Okay? It's true. <laughs> we have a very healthy respect for Western medicine. We know that it serves a purpose and it has a place in everybody's life potentially. But for everyday living, take back control. Yeah, exactly. I love it. Take back control. I really love that. As a Scorpio, you would. (laughs) You're like, give me all the control in the world. Okay, maybe that is why I was drawn to it. I was like, that resonates. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Amber's just our resident doctor over here. Our little bell doctor. Exactly. So let's get into this now that we've sold you on it. I let's know. actually give you some information. <laughs> I'm like, you guys, we're getting paid for how many times you look it up on the internet. That's how much like we're pushing it. We so wish. Like, that would be so much more fun. No, I know. But I'm just saying that's how hard we're selling yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, totally. Like, <laughs> it's like we're actually thing. getting something out of this. We just want to help you, okay? It's true. Help you. Help us. Help the world. Heal the world. So mm-hmm. a lot of people are so... So familiar with yoga. It would be weird if you were listening and you weren't yeah. at least mildly you familiar with You know what yoga, yoga is. It's the sister medicine to yoga. So yeah. now you can kind of combine the practice of both. Yes. And what's a lot of people think of yoga as only physical, but yes. actually yoga is for your spiritual enlightenment. Honestly, yeah. and this is why I want to go back to you pitches out there, which you'll understand more as we go further. Um, this is why I was harping on Shavasana, though. Mm-hmm. Do not leave before Shavasana. You are literally working up your entire practice to Shavasana to be able to meditate. That's yeah. what yoga is really actually priming you for. It is not really about that physical stuff. It is right. about bringing the physical down to yep. be able to easily and gently ease into that meditation. Right. So if you're not there for Shavasana, you ain't there for yoga. Yeah. And yoga is actually, it's called the eight limbs of yoga. Yeah. There are eight different practices you know that you're supposed to be doing mm-hmm. if you're doing yoga and the physical part the asanas is one part it's literally one limb it's that important so, right but people think of yoga as like this practice that is just for your body but it's really spirit, your spirit mind, yeah and ayurveda is supposed to be combined with the yoga and that's supposed to be treating your body mm-hmm. it's really body focused mm-hmm. so you great point on that. The other thing about Ayurveda is that it believes that your mental, your physical, your spiritual, and your environment all affect each other. Mm-hmm. So it's all layered. You can be a certain kind of person and be in one environment, and it's great, and mm-hmm. move to a different environment, and your whole body will shift. And I'm sure you yes, guys have experienced like, that. Anchorage, Alaska, love it. As I say, paradise. I went to Maui, though, and I was like, oh, wow, my eyes don't burn here. And I don't have, mm. like, this weird stuff going on with my eyes. So it is going to make you more hyper aware of taking care of the earth. Really, honestly, you become more of a caretaker of your surroundings the more you get into Ayurveda mm-hmm. as well because it's so connected. And it actually does help you to understand that whole, like, collective nature of the universe. hmm Well, and it's even that you would treat your body differently based on the seasons. Mm -hmm. So this is one of the things Ayurveda has a lot of focus on, you know, food and what a person should eat and how they should eat. So what's so interesting is Ayurveda just assumes no one is the same. Mm -hmm. Every person is different. Everyone needs something different to Mm -hmm. balance them. And once you even get to that point, you would still shift throughout the seasons. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of these fad diets that come out Mm -hmm. are often saying, eat this way. And Ayurveda would say, yeah, eat that way in the winter. Or if it feels good, like pay attention to your body as you're transitioning your diet. Right. But then another fad diet would say, eat this way, you Mm -hmm. know, like this totally different way. And Ayurveda would say, yes, that is also correct. You should eat that way Mm -hmm. in the summer. Mm -hmm. You know, like you would Mm -hmm. switch how you are eating. So you eat with the seasons and it's a little bit different way of treating your body. It's so true. You know, I have a friend who really enlightened me much 
earlier than I ever knew about Ayurveda, but she would always say, you know, the least expensive way to eat is to follow the seasonal food. So when you're buying produce, you can get the most delicious produce and the least expensive if you're eating the seasonal fruit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was, you know, as I was going into Ayurveda later thinking, oh my gosh, look at this goddess who already knew exactly <laughs> how to balance her body. Aww. So it's all out there already. It's just becoming more aware. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Ayurveda. The basis of it is the Panchamahabhutas, which are the five great elements. And those elements make up not only our bodies, but our environment. Mm -hmm. Literally every single thing is made up of these different elements. Mm -hmm. Okay. And again, so they have geotish astrology, but... That's like a total side note. The whole point is really as we go through this again, there's this overlap even with Western astrology because we're talking about these different elements. And so we have these elements in astrology. And then again, we're going to see them Mm -hmm. mirrored through the doshas, which Amber can describe to you more succinctly than I can. Yeah, but that's really important because when we're talking about astrology, we would say, oh, our air signs are really vata. You know, so we are going to start kind of like putting these terms together for you so that you know what you're talking about. And when Leo just mentioned Jyotish, that is Indian astrology, which Mm -hmm. is totally different from Western astrology. We don't study Jyotish. It's fascinating, but it's a whole nother handed down completely family lines. So it's like astrology. mm -hmm. It's incredibly more layered and it is, it really is taught through family lines so it's not something that I would even be arrogant enough to sit here and be like let's get into the geotish astrology (laughs) not enough that we're talking about the Ayurveda but we want to share what little information we have because again this is a very layered study yes so what we're giving you is a super hyper condensed amount of information today and probably forever more but again we want to get you to the jumping off point where you can do your own research okay so The five major elements are air, ether, fire, water, and earth. Mm -hmm. So air is, um, air and ether make up vata. Mm -hmm. And the vata, pitta, kapha are are what is called a dosha. So air and ether sounds kind of confusing, but air, just think of like wind, Mm -hmm. movement. It's blowing the trees. You don't really see it. It doesn't have any depth to it. Ether is space. They're the two most confusing parts to me in mm-hmm. Ayurveda because, like Amber's saying, so air is the movement. You don't see it. Ether, again, you don't really see it because yeah. it's just space. Yeah, and so exactly. It's eventually, as we go further, it'll make more sense, but it is confusing mm-hmm. from the get-go. So we don't, in, like, Western world, ever talk about ether, but one instructor described it this way which i thought was really really interesting it was like imagine that you are you know whatever room you're in right now that everything around you is filled with jello Mm -hmm. and so it doesn't appear that you're touching something that's across the room Mm -hmm. but it's touching the jello and you're touching the Mm jello and so you are connected through the ether Mm -hmm. and so that's how you're connected through all the people that's how you're connected to animals and plants and the world Mm -hmm. is everything's in the ether which is a quality and Mm -hmm. then when you feel someone like staring at you across the room Mm -hmm. that would be them touching you through the ether Mm -hmm. Ooh, it's so poetic sounding no it's haunting i mean reach out through the ethers (laughs) well so the interesting thing about that too is there's more air and ether everywhere than like fire water or earth and Mm -hmm. so one of the things to know is that it's easier to kind of throw out that vata energy yeah. out of balance yeah. than any of the other ones because it's so prevalent. Yeah. And but most it, diseases are vata related or yeah. started. It kind yeah. of kickstarts mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And because it's so kind of quietly there in the background, that I think is another reason that it's easier for it to slide out of balance more quickly. Yeah. You know, you don't notice it exactly <laughs> until you're spinning out of control. <laughs> Other people will notice it about you. Yes, just keeping that in mind. They won't know what it is that they notice, but yes. we'll all know through the ether. I've picked up on your way out of balance. <laughs> so the second one is your pitta. Mm-hmm. Some people say pitta. So that is your fire with a little bit of water, mm-hmm. but it's mostly fire. Yeah, and mm-hmm. when you, when you learn more about Pitta or pitta, pitta. you're... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. 
don't worry. She's super, super heavy in pitta. So um, <laughs> one of the things you'll learn about them is they are, what's the kind way I know. To say I was that? like, well, how, what what's are you about to say? Way? What are you about A to say right now? A little bit critical and perfectionist. Oh, yes. <laughs> Pittas. Uh, also is- the eternal students. Yeah. And adventurers. They're the pioneers. Mm-hmm. They're also great loves, okay? Like passion. They have, they have huge hearts. Mm-hmm. I think of kappa or kappa. Ka- how do people say kappa? it? I know, but oh. other people say it kappa yeah. or something like that. Anyway, we're going to call it kappa. Yeah. But yeah, I think of kappa as having the big parts, hearts and pitta is the passion. Okay, fine. <laughs> I mean, kappa, yeah, you've got great hearts, big hearts. <laughs> all right, so all that fire energy is... Pretty easy to just think about. And of, identify. Yeah. You know, you've seen a fire before. I know yeah. you have. And there's a lot of things that you'll start to notice again because everything's connected. So seasonally, it's summer mm-hmm. as we heat up. So we say things like, they're really hot-headed as oh, someone yeah. gets angry. And so it's going to be like the angry person in your life, give them some <laughs> coconut water. Yes. The vata person, not so much. But again, I have gotten ahead of myself. Okay. So kappa is the earth and the water. So that one has a lot more water than the pitta does. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of makes it slower. Slows it slows down. down the has energy. all of that earth. And it's a little muddy. It's very muddy. So imagine trying to walk through mud versus fire versus air. Right. It's very dense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So now we're going to break those down a little bit more. We're going to go into this more specifics. So we already said that vata is air and ether. And what it rules in the body is all movement. That includes your, you know, when you express yourself, your thoughts, your breathing, sweating, excretion, menstruation, childbirth, like anything that's going to be moving mm-hmm. is going to be controlled by vata. Mm-hmm. And when Leah was saying, you know, your vata gets thrown out of balance, it's because it's that expression that mm-hmm. people can notice it so easily and because it's your thoughts. Yep. Particularly your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times when people are spinning out with their vata, their thoughts will speed up and then their words will speed up. And so they'll become and they a little become bit more rapid. less clear potentially and a little bit more muddied and just you're like, whoa, that doesn't even make sense. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to side note again. I apologize. You guys can write it in and tell me how annoying that is and I can try and work on never saying side note. But side note, everybody is vatted out. Probably (laughs) almost globally, but particularly in the United States of America, because we're all on our cell phones and we're all watching TV and we're all having rapid things happening constantly. And so it kicks it out of balance. So pretty much you can assume everyone's vatted out and it's going to be really helpful in your life to know that. Mm -hmm. And that's why, again, limiting screen time is incredibly healthy and helpful. Yeah, limiting screen time. (laughs) But you don't have to be on screen time when you're listening to us. (laughs) So the qualities of vata are cold, light, dry, and rough. Mm -hmm. So again, another way to tell if your vata is out of balance, are you really cold all the time? Yeah. Do you have difficulty warming up? Is your skin really dry? Mm -hmm. Is it really rough? Mm -hmm. So when something goes out... It doesn't just affect one part of your body. Mm-hmm. It affects, as we said earlier, your mental, your physical, your spiritual. So mm-hmm. you will see whatever the whatever is out um, reflected in multiple areas of your mm-hmm. life. So someone who comes into the world more vata heavy, mm-hmm. which is confusing because the next thing I'm going to say is they probably struggle to gain weight. And that's why we say like light. Mm-hmm. That would be another physical indicator of vata energy, not necessarily out of balance. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, this is something that I go back to because it's something that I specifically struggle with, which was very helpful when Amber got into Ayurveda. You may be vatted out and not be very light. You may be very heavy because what you're in fact doing potentially is eating more to ground that air energy in your Mm -hmm. life. And so you're gaining weight. Yep. So that is, we kind of touched about on it when we were talking about the root chakra. Yep. But without trying to use these words. Uh But yeah, if you're spinning out and you need to ground, one of the easiest ways to do that is through eating. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people... 
are vaunted out. They don't understand how they're vaunted out or mm-hmm. what that means or what the indicators are. And so then they just eat. Just binging, yeah. Yep. And so if you are binging, that's why I said in that Root Chakra episode, you don't want to be eating things that are light and dry like crackers and chips. Yep. You want to be eating, again, those Root Chakra foods to mm-hmm. ground, so heavier root vegetables. And if you haven't listened to the Root Chakra one, <laughs> Go obviously back. you need to listen to the Root <laughs> Chakra episode. Clearly okay. calling you. <laughs> so inside of the body, vata is predominantly found inside of the large intestine. And it's inside of anything that has space. So inside of all of the organs that have space, um, your lungs, obviously, mm-hmm. your, you know, the movement of mm-hmm. your air, um, your ears, because the, the ears have so much space. So that's a really nice mm-hmm. way to ground yourself is to take care of your ears. Mm-hmm. So oiling them would be an option. Exactly. So your inside of the bones, skin your thighs, your nerves. So vata always makes me think of birds. One of the things is they have those hollow bones. But again, the mm-hmm. movement, the light energy of that yep. is very bird-like. And sometimes vata people look bird-like. Yeah, totally. Totally true. All right, so the next one with the pitta is the fire with a little bit of water. And what the little bit of water <laughs> kind of makes um, pitta to be able to have pus essentially. Ooh, it makes me think of a sizzle factor yeah. when you mix that water with Exactly. Fire. So it's like, it makes things like a little bit kind of gross or um, not gross, but yeah, it does create a little well, bit Well, I'm just thinking if you have like a cut or something yeah. and then it, if it gets all pussy and stuff, then you would say it's pitta. Yeah. It, it's got a pitta a good problem. indicator mm. of that. So that fire, how you want to think about it is like the fire of digestion. And it's, so it's your metabolism and your digestion and your intelligence. And so mm, with the mm-hmm. intelligence, it's how do you digest information? Mm-hmm. And in your thoughts, it's like, how do, how are you digesting experiences? Mm-hmm. So if you aren't digesting your food, you probably also aren't digesting information mm-hmm. correctly. Mm-hmm. So you, you might pop off. So you may yeah. not have, you may be having a conversation with someone and before you've actually really listened and fully assimilated or digested that information, you are having a pizza reaction by popping off mm-hmm. before you've taken a moment to really think and hold on to that information and actually assess what's going on. Yeah. And you're really going to know, you're going to know all of these different types of doshas kind of popping up throughout your own life because you're going to know the person who does kind of, Fly off the handle. You're going to know the person who, with that vata energy, is like, over here, mm-hmm. come back to me. Yep. I want to continue this conversation. Listen to the Gemini episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want to go back to the snap. Again, that mercurial energy. This is why I say there's a lot of overlap between astrology and Ayurveda. That mercurial energy of quick movement. Mm-hmm. So we come back into the pitta. Sorry to take us off there. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, I was going to no, say, just because I had already started mentioning the pus, but it's also oiliness. So yes. it's like an oiliness on your skin. Your hair. And your hair for sure mm-hmm. is signs of um, excess pitta or just that you are a pitta person in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when your pitta is flowing really beautifully, these are our students because they are taking in that information very quickly, mm-hmm. absorbing it, assimilating it, and moving on. They're also our adventurers. So when you look at like places like Alaska, Hawaii, that are drawing in these pioneers that yeah. want to do crazy things. Oh, there's so many like pittas in Alaska. Climbing ma- oh, mm-hmm. so many. Mm-hmm. Climbing mountains, jumping out of, mm-hmm. like, planes, all these things. It's that Pitta energy being reflected. And I feel like a, a lot of Alaska, uh, a lot of pe- Pittas like Alaska because yep. it's colder here. Mm-hmm. And Pittas do not do that great in the heat. Like, it will further exacerbate what's already wrong with them because mm-hmm. it's like putting fire on fire. And so there will be Pittas everywhere, obviously, but... If they want to feel happier, they should well, be in a cooler it's climate. It's a strange dynamic, though, because we have that winter where we don't have as much sunlight, so it can bring yeah. down that pitta, and then we fly into our summers where it's this endless sun. And mm-hmm. so we have these adventurers who come here, they do crazy things, yep. and then they kind of reboot all winter long, and then it's like three months of Except insane for the, activity. No, because we have all those winter crazy people. Oh, I mean, they're like, so Who crazy. did a heli skiing and like all this <laughs> yeah. stuff. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's awesome that you do that. No, that's fucking crazy don't jump out of a helicopter on skis or do somebody oh has my to gosh. do it no i know all the pitches it's the pitches okay <laughs> yeah. they're the ones that are doing it you know it. them and you love them mm. 
So pitta is predominantly found in the small intestine, as well as your blood, sweat glands, eyes, skin, liver, spleen. Mm -hmm. So... Again, alcohol is very pitta aggravating. And so we look to the liver and it really can upset the liver. Mm -hmm. So as we learn more about it, you'll know, okay, pitta and alcohol may not be the best mix. Yep. And when you say it's affecting the liver and it's also affecting the eyes because your eyes are digesting what you're seeing. Yep. That, you know, when someone's been drinking a lot, it's reflected in their eyes. Mm -hmm. So... And as that liver goes, again, you're going to see it in the eyes. We're going to see that yellowing of the mm-hmm. eyes. Or, again, if you have redness in the eyes, we know immediately, okay, we want to bring that pitta energy down. Yep. Red or yellow, really. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the last one is kappa. And the kappas. Is it last because it's slow and sweet? <laughs> it's just bringing in the end there. I don't know why it's last, but it's not any less it's important. It's a little bit slower. That's all. It is slower. Also, the coppas you know and love in your life, too, because they take really fucking good care of you. Take good, <laughs> you know, tip your sex workers and your bartenders. Take good care of your coppas. Okay, so the coppa in the body are the it's, it's your physical structure mm-hmm. like you have coppa because you have a body okay mm-hmm. <laughs> like anything that is dense at all it has coppa but also coppa is your mucus production mm-hmm. so if you have a lot of mucus coming up mm-hmm. um if you go pee and you have a lot of mucus in your urine if thing? you yeah what does that mean i don't know oh if you ever go pee and it's like cloudy Oh, okay. That is an excess kappa. Good to know. Sign. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Ayurveda wants you to be paying a lot of attention to your body, but it also wants you to be paying <laughs> a lot of attention. bathroom oh, habits yeah. and what's happening You're going to start paying attention, okay? I want you to look. <laughs> I want you to notice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like with Pitta, again, bathroom talk for a second. That burning diarrhea, we know immediately that your pitta is out of balance. Oh, yes. Constipation, we know immediately that your vata is out of balance. Mm. And again, gas, that's vata. That's that air and ether energy showing up in your body. Yep. So anything that has mucus, lubrication is all about kapha. But it also is your growth and it's your stability. Mm -hmm. Like you're stable because of kapha. Mm -hmm. And kapha is always trying to help balance you and stable you Mm -hmm. out. So the other thing that I don't think we touched on, this may be helpful as you're thinking about these different doshas. So that vata energy, as we've described, it's light, it's dry. Really, that's more the elderly. So if you're thinking of a time in your life, vata would be older. If we're thinking of pitta, because it's got that pioneering energy, that's going to be like your midlife. Mm-hmm. And if you're thinking of kappa, really easy to remember all this mucus. You've ever met a two-year-old? It's right. endless. It's not those kids. Like, it's a term <laughs> yes. because of kappa. Mm-hmm. So it's just an expression of their kappa during a very normal timeline. Yeah. So those are just the different doshas rule different seasons. They rule different times of your life. They mm-hmm. rule different parts of the body. And that's kind of like what Leah's touching on there. So kappa qualities are heavy, smooth, moist. Kappas tend to be beautiful in a very traditional sense of the word because we think of that dewy skin. Mm. We think of a little bit more like that Taurus energy of thicker, big eyes, kind Mm. of that doe-eyed look, and shiny, thick hair. Mm. Kappa is found in the the chest, your throat, your stomach is actually the main part, um, and in the head. So Mm -hmm. you've got kappa kind of focused different places. When you think of it in the chest, it's like when you have excess mucus in the mm-hmm. chest, um, the stomach lining is the kappa because it's that protective quality. Your mm-hmm. stomach lining protects the stomach mm-hmm. with its mucus. So a lot of the times if you have excess mu- mucus, it's like what is the kappa trying to protect? Mm-hmm. And usually it's something vata or pitta yeah. related. And it's like, ah, I don't know what to this do. I'm going to put mucus on it yeah. to try to make it better. All right, so with that, we're going to take a quick break. Yeah, we'll give you a second to think about that. (laughs) I want you to try to digest all of the information we've thrown at you for the last 30 minutes, and then we will touch back in just a minute. So... So I'm not going to make Amber do a shameless plug. I'm going to take this opportunity (laughs) to say, if you're in Anchorage, Alaska... 
I cannot encourage you enough to book an appointment with Amber. Oh. <laughs> I'm our commercial? You're my commercial. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> so I have benefited in so many ways throughout my life from Amber's energetic healing and also intuitive energetic healing that I really would hope that so many people have this opportunity to work with her because she calls it Reiki and Reiki is lovely. If you've not had Reiki done by a Reiki practitioner, again, I encourage you to do that as well. What Amber does though beyond Reiki is that she is getting a lot of intuitive information as she's going through the body and healing it. And so sometimes that energy session can be just as long on the table as it is afterwards when she's giving you that feedback of these are the things that are coming up and these are the ways that I would really encourage you to start to heal your body on your own. And it's very bizarre, the things that will come up. So she kept saying to me one time, I had this really weird sensation of cold water, like running through my veins. And so I was like, all right, fine. This is working again. I, the Capricorn, am very, very slow to jump on these sorts of things. I'm a little bit critical when it comes to this is working or it's real. It's real. Um, One of the things that came up, though, during that time when I had that ice cold energy running through my body was a goldfish that she just kept like harping on this goldfish. And I'm like, dude, I have not had fish in my life since I was a child. And then boom, I remembered in college, I had a fish and it actually was this very strange thing that I'm not going to get into here because it's boring, but it was a strange thing that had happened between a roommate and myself that I did not realize I was still hanging on to like 10 mm-hmm. years later. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes that's what makes energy healing so vastly helpful is you don't even realize that you're carrying things within your system that are negatively impacting you. And so having a practitioner who can go in and say, you know what, let me one, remove this. And two, let's just clear it all together. Yeah. Yeah. So please go check out Amber's website. Is it under Amber Amber Johnson? Johnson. Her name is spelled weirdly. It's A-M-B-R-E and then Johnson's, you know, the normal spelling. The traditional. Um, So do go check her out. Book an appointment if you can. And are you doing any appointments via the phone for like Ayurveda? Um... We can chat, chat about it. Okay, so do yeah. reach out to her if you're in Anchorage, Alaska. Absolutely do not hesitate. I don't know why you're not on her like website right now booking an appointment. <laughs> All right, thanks, okay. class. All right, but I just want to say thanks. That was so sweet. Oh. You're like making me want to cry. Oh, don't cry. <laughs> don't cry. We're in the studio together. <laughs> I've got no tissue, and I can't even touch you. I'm so far away from you. Oh, <laughs> I'm just so weird. Like, what are you even talking about right now? Okay, fine. Don't make me touch you. I'm a Capricorn. What are you talking about touch right now? I'm just saying thank you. That was very, very sweet. Well, because when someone's tearing up, you don't want to just be awkwardly sitting here with them like, they're there now. Oh, no. That's kind of how I comfort people sometimes. (laughs) Like like, a two-year-old. You're like, I've seen this before. I know. I'm like, you seem, that seems like something might be wrong with you. (laughs) What's going on? All right. So... Thanks. Um, I look forward to seeing anybody. Um, and if you want to do astrology, we I also have that on my website. And yes. that can totally be done over the phone. It does mm-hmm. not have to be done in person. Uh, we can totally chat about what's going on in your chart. Let's chat. So, look, you weren't going to give me a shameless plug. Or you weren't <laughs> going to allow me to shamelessly plug myself. <laughs> and yet, I still did. I still oh, got it in. I'm like, Leo energy. how can I talk about myself right now? <laughs> And then you talked about me, and I'm like, how can I talk more about me? Are we done yet? Because I'm not done talking about myself. Right. Okay. So I guess we're done. This is the end of the commercial. (laughs) Thanks for hanging. Welcome back. After that commercial break, here we are again. (laughs) Still on the same topic. Still here. Still want to endlessly talk about Vata Pitta Kappa. Now that we've started, this will never end moving forward. Right. I know. Now you're going to be hearing these terms a lot more. Yeah. No matter what we're discussing. So we wanted to kind of solidify this information a little bit more and recap what you might expect personality-wise with each of these doshas. Mm -hmm. So when you start to meet people and also noticing in yourself... Why or how would you recognize them? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a quick little. Mm-hmm. So again, yeah. you're going to be saying things like they're so vaunted out. Trust me. <laughs> um, so hopefully with our age demographic, 
y'all are familiar with Friends. And side note on that, I loved Friends. I grew up with it. And now watching it is so cringy. It has not kept up with the times. And it is so offensive. And it really does highlight some things where you're like, but why? (laughs) I'm so sad to hear you say that, though, because you were like a Friends diehard. I was. You were just like all in. I was. And they got me through some rough times in college when I was super homesick. I could put it on and just Mm. be like, I feel, you know, familiar. Things feel familiar. But unfortunately, it has not held up through the test of time. But if you also were a diehard Friends person, you're familiar with Phoebe from Friends. And she is such a Vata personality. Yeah, totally. She was smart. She was so smart. But she was so weird and airy. And, like, Mm -hmm. you never could quite keep up with her line of thinking. Yeah. Which is very, very common with your vatas where you're like what the fuck you're are like, you talking where did about you even come up with this yeah. but somehow it's still brilliant yes, yes. It's so there is this brilliance this but it is this brilliance and creativity way. yeah it's that mixture with that creativity mm-hmm. kind of a mad scientist energy sometimes as well yep this is also your people that are kind of like that are fairy mm-hmm. kind of esque that are like lighty yep but people who are like, you're like a sprite or you're like a, a wood <laughs> yeah. child. You're not really meant for this world. We're not really having a discussion. I'm listening to you because I'm barely tracking what you're saying. <laughs> right. But I know that you're smart. There's mm-hmm. no like discussion about whether or not you're smart. Yep. Um, but it's not that book smartness that, again, we'll see with the Pitta. So as yep. we look to that mm-hmm. Pitta personality, again, the eternal learner, they always want to be right. So if you have oh, a know-it-all yeah. in your life, probably should Sitting right here. <laughs> yeah. Here I am, you guys. You know one. You <laughs> yes. know a Pitta. I'm right here, big and... Yep, showcasing that showcasing Pitta energy. Yep. Um, they're very active, generally. Mm-hmm. Their body type is even really familiar. Like, the... Um, wouldn't you say that the... If we're not talking about supermodels but we're talking about like celebrities right now that are very hot as far as attractiveness mm-hmm. it's that pitta body type yeah it's so i would well, it's just, how would you describe it because well pitches are medium build yeah so uh we, very palatable yeah <laughs> we didn't say but vatas tend to be smaller mm-hmm. a little thin. bit like the uh, the thinner bones thinner skin even mm-hmm. again that's why when you describe them as fairies that makes sense it's that almost ethereal appearance mm-hmm. where it's like are you of this world also bizarre things that are bizarre are very mm-hmm. vatas so if you have very strange teeth or very big eyes yeah, that are unusual very large and or very small can yes, all like be super indicators tall super short yep um that would be vata they can have like a, the widest range i feel like of what a vata could be because mm-hmm. it can be so many so many out of this world things mm-hmm. that are- especially anything that's like oddly proportioned yes is a sign of of potentially being a vata mm-hmm. person and sometimes like ballerinas who are very thin or mm-hmm. supermodels who mm-hmm. are very thin oh lanky. yes lots of supermodels can be vata if you look at people's fingers you'll start to notice notice different vata hands even yep they have those long kind of bony fingers mm-hmm. or really long palms yes you know kind of those piano hands yep and those piano exactly fingers. where it almost has like an elegance to it mm-hmm. for sure but then so the pittas I kind of feel badly anytime I'm describing Pitta. It's like, um, whatever's medium. <laughs> Middle of the road. <laughs> you're not too big. You're not too small. You, you know, your eyes are like medium. But you're... in our culture, I would say it's that just perfect mm-hmm. where they are not super, super skinny because they have that muscular like structure mm-hmm. to them. So they tend to have toned abs or nicely defined arms or great looking calves. Mm-hmm. It's more of that athletic body type. But it's sometimes it's unattainable because it is still very svelte and thin, but muscular definition. Mm -hmm. And so it is what we see right now currently as like the the archetype of what's beautiful Mm -hmm. or considered beautiful. I'm not saying that. That's (laughs) what the media is saying. We had given kind of a a person to Mm -hmm. kind of give people Mm -hmm. an idea of. Mm -hmm. We had mentioned... um, with Pitta, oh yeah, I apologize. I Tony Stark in. is where yep. I I just like to have him as kind of like a in the back of my mind as mm-hmm. a example where you're like scientifically minded, yep. you're an investigator, you're looking things researching. up, researching, mind is always working, very mm-hmm. smart kind of person, but um, also big hearted, helps people. Mm-hmm. I tend to crew. think of yeah, that is a really good point. 
the research and all of the what were, what did you just say at the end there? Oh, that they're they are big hearted and they be, that passion they are. and so they do like love to throw love on mm-hmm. their people, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exuberant love. Yeah, you know you know when you're loved by a pitta. So vatas will um, hurt themselves, but pittas want to hurt other people, and they say that yeah. not. Um, not to talk badly about either vatas or pittas. It's the people. internal versus external. Exactly. So pittas, you will know them because they tend to be more aggressive people. They lash out. Yep. And then it's also you're the one that's wrong. Like yeah. vatas internalize and think they're the ones mm. that did something wrong. Mm-hmm. When pittas are like, no, you fucked up. Mm-hmm. And so they're externalizing their mm-hmm. anger and vatas are internalizing mm-hmm. that kind of hurt and that or shame. sadness. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of people think that I'm uh, kappa because, mm-hmm. well, we haven't gotten to that yet, but the kappa body type tends to be a larger body type. And I'm like, mm-hmm. nah, I'm probably just really vata the fuck <laughs> aggravated. Okay. Because, yeah, I'm bigger. But – Really, I'm a pitta. And when mm-hmm. uh, Ayurveda has a way of checking your pulse, and your pulse is so multi-layered beyond Western medicine. We will probably do a whole class on pulse and healing kind of like pulse because that's it. actually changed my life too. So we'll chat about that more. Yeah. So you can tell what a person's like predominant dosha is through the pulse. Mm-hmm. And so people will read my pulse thinking, oh, she's going to be a I kappa. I already know what she's I already know what be. she is. And then they read my pulse and they're like, oh, you're like a really strong pitta. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, it's that sharpness but even of your mind. wise, like your eyes are so fast moving and a little mm-hmm. bit sharper and more like not critical in a negative way, but like you are taking Discerning. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're paying attention to your surroundings, whereas let's just talk about the kappa because we're talking about it now, so let's yeah. not dance around it. Yeah, yeah, kappa yeah. energy, one of the examples that we have is Hagrid from Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. So kind, so loving, mm-hmm. so big physically, but it has that safety to it too yep. where you feel protected and safe and loved with them. So like that Midwestern archetype of mm-hmm. they're a little bit slower. Not that they're dumb, but no. they talk a little bit more slowly. Mm-hmm. Even with Southern types, when we have this like idea of what a Southern person is like, yep. that hospitality that mm-hmm. caretaking energy. So again, we've talked about it before. Tip your sex workers and tip your bartenders. So fucking important, y'all, that you take care of your kappas because they are <laughs> endlessly taking care of you. They are really taking care of They're making you meals. They're giving you a, a place to collapse when your world has collapsed in on you. Yep. They're the people that you go to consistently because of that stability, because mm-hmm. they physically are are larger generally, but also they energetically hold space differently where yep. they are a safe space to fall. Take care of them because mm-hmm. they are going to take care of everyone around them before they take care of themselves. And pittas are quick to anger, mm-hmm. but kappas are not. You know, no. they they aren't they don't get upset at the world mm-hmm. as easily as the vatas and the pittas. Mm-hmm. They're just a, a really stable kind of person. Mm-hmm. And then um, but once they get angry, it's really hard mm-hmm. to, like, settle that person back down. It's like a volcano. Very slow to explode. Once it has exploded, we've all met this yeah. person uh-huh. that you may – you will remember sometimes the very first time you experienced their rage. Yeah. Because it was, one, very unexpected because you may not have been paying attention as they were kind of getting increasingly more mm-hmm. agitated. And giving you hints on, yes. like, this is making me upset. So pay attention mm-hmm. to the steam. Pay attention to the ash. <laughs> pay attention to pay <laughs> yes. Acknowledge that I'm trying to tell you. Yep. You know, this is bothering me. Where the pittas would be like, this is bothering me. Yeah. yeah. You really don't have sharply. to guess. <laughs> the kappas always remind me of taurins. Again, that bigger physical structure, very beautiful eyes, beautiful skin, thicker hair. But also when a tauren gets mad mm. it's we've been working towards that for a while. Yeah. And then it's terrifying. Yeah. Because imagine a bull just enraged. Mm-hmm. Not fun. Another example of that kappa energy too, physically, I think of Tess Holiday. I'm not sure if any of you are familiar. If you're not, check her out. Or even Lizzo. Again, if you are not familiar with both of them, please stop this. Pause it and get on Instagram <laughs> and follow these bombshells. Again, 
I'm on a side note here and I apologize. We will get back to the, the actual Ayurveda of it. But Uranus has moved into Taurus and so it's our trendsetter planet moving mm-hmm. into the sign of Taurus, which is a little bit more of that Kappa energy as we discussed before. So pay attention to these big girls because they are going to make a oh, yeah. impact. That's what's going to be coming around yep. the bend so for the we, next seven years yep. so because if of you, the Uranus and Taurus energy. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm so excited. I'm just talking over <laughs> you. You're I'm fine. Like, Do it, girl. I find it thrilling because it's interesting to watch as our ideals shift socially that we are becoming more accepting of these kappas who have been sitting in the background Mm -hmm. kind of just beautifully caretaking and just they're stunning creatures well and you love oprah i love oprah and one of the things oprah um was always talking about when she had her talk show was her own struggles with her weight because Mm -hmm. kappas have trouble they gain weight really really Mm -hmm. easily and they have a lot of trouble losing weight but they're supposed to be a little bit heavier mm-hmm. people. It keeps them really grounded. Mm-hmm. Um, and if a kappa loses too much weight, then they kind of... Well, they spin out. Yeah. And they don't look... It, sometimes it can look really bizarre on them. Yeah. I think often of Samoans and Tongans as being very kappa. Where oh, they yeah. have that beautiful skin yep. and beautiful hair and these gorgeous eyes and lips. Yep. Um, That's so a great example. I'm loving that we're seeing this expansion of what we consider beautiful culturally mm-hmm. because all of these, the, poor the Vata, Pitta, Kappa are all beautiful. But yes, what we have really seen mm-hmm. in our lifetimes is the glorification of Vata and Pitta. Yeah. And now we're saying, well, hot damn. Give <laughs> like, me some hey, of that Lizzo. And what's some going of that on over there? Holiday. Yes. So, <laughs> Don't count out the big girls because they are big pretty. <laughs> okay, so we've been talking about Vata Pitta Kappa kind of like as a singular. Like you are a Vata, mm-hmm. you are mm-hmm. a Pitta, you mm-hmm. are a Kappa. But that's not how it is. Nope, it's just like we talk about in astrology. You have a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Same with this. So everyone has some Vata, some Pitta, some Kappa. You have to because... You have digestion in your body and you have a body. So, hello, you have all of those things going on. But every person is a different proportion. And so that's why we say Ayurveda would never assume that you would treat one person the same as Mm -hmm. the other because you literally can't Mm -hmm. um, because that person has a different balance of doshas. Mm -hmm. So, again, if you choose to see Amber as a practitioner, one of the things that really does separate it from Western medicine is you're not going to go into the doctor and be prescribed, like, this one thing, like, whatever drug it is for, like, heart disease Mm -hmm. or um, depression. They're going to sit with you, and they are literally going to look at your entire system. Mm -hmm. They're going to do that tongue diagnosis. They're going to look at your eyes. They're going to do the pulse diagnosis, all of these things to be able to assess which herbs are going to be the most helpful, which healing foods are you Mm -hmm. going to integrate because you're a whole person with all of the vata, pitta, and kapha showing up differently in your system. Yep, and your imbalances show in different ways. Mm -hmm. Like they all have different ways of um, expressing themselves. Mm -hmm. So Ayurveda believes that your prakriti is your balance of what you're born with. Mm-hmm. What your particular balance of vata, pitta, kappa is, mm-hmm. is happens at the moment of conception. So, yep, moment of conception. And then pretty much everything after that, including your entire like in utero experience, mm-hmm. being born and having a child, all of that stuff, most families are going mm-hmm. to like unbalance you from your true nature. Well, and it can get really deep and I don't want to go to this level, but it can become really deep because you're looking at generational trauma. And so mm-hmm. some of that can come through in your prakriti because mm-hmm. it's the things that you're absorbing in that womb as well because you're looking at the conception and you're looking at what did the sperm bring and what did the egg bring? Exactly. And then what are you as a whole now together? Mm-hmm. So there's so much depth to what's oh, going yeah. on to create this prakriti or yep. your constitution. Yep. So People want to know what their constitution is. Like, they're always like, oh, mm-hmm. well, check my pulse. See what I am. See what I am. Mm-hmm. But that's actually not what's important. No. What's, the yeah, other thing, just again, side note, is people want to take these tests. And it's so fun to, like, take these tests for what's my dosha. Yeah. It's not necessarily super helpful, though, because it can really take you down this weird path that isn't very accurate. Mm-hmm. Because it's 
when you go to see an Ayurvedic practitioner, you are going to fill out pages and pages of information for them because when you're that important, there's that <laughs> much going on. So a simple test, cool to kind of get a general sense. But again, you've got the Prakriti. And then that next piece that we can talk about is that the Vikriti. Vikriti. So with the Vikriti, often when you take those tests, it's going to tell you what's out of balance. Yes. Is what often comes up. It's so much easier to assess those yeah. things too without even taking a test. You're going to mm-hmm. be able to say again, whoa, your pit is out of control. Yep. But that's not really helpful necessarily. So when I was first learning about uh, Ayurveda and taking these classes and we had to write like a paragraph on what do you think you are? And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm a vata. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can tell. I've got all of these issues. And then mm-hmm. later as I was learning more, I was like, I'm not a fucking vata. What are you talking about? Like, I don't look like one. I'm not built like it. I don't have the personality for it. Right. No, I'm, I'm a very much a pitta person. Mm-hmm. And It's all of the imbalances Mm -hmm. that I was noticing. Mm -hmm. And so throughout your entire life, and when I kind of said, you know, your childhood will throw you out of balance. But don't worry. When you become an adult, you do all sorts of (laughs) shitty things to not take care of your inner child. And, you know, you can blame your mom, but I still don't think you're going to bed on time. Okay? You haven't, like, taken care of yourself in a really long time, and you haven't been your mom's responsibility for a while. Okay, It's true. You have to learn to mother yourself as one of mm -hmm. our – good friends Jessica Johnston says is it's time to mother yourself. That's your responsibility now or father yourself, whatever that means to you. Yep. And so Ayurveda is teaching you how to mother yourself in a really specific sort of way Mm -hmm. um, through daily routines, through Mm -hmm. how you're eating, through the how you're eating, (laughs) sit and savor your food. Mm -hmm. If you even like if you're not into prayer, if you sat down and thought about just blessing every single person or animal that made that meal possible, you're going to definitely have like like taking some time to allow your body to transition into eating. Mm-hmm. And also, you guys, will you ever eat? Because every time I do that, I get so lost. And how many beautiful people and creatures made it possible for oh. me to eat? Leah's really heavy in kappa. <laughs> if you guys don't know, if you haven't picked up on that yet, it's like animal lover thinking uh. about like... I'm constantly, like, throwing pink energy into, like, any building that maybe housed my food or mm-hmm. people or or the animals Well, that and I've you eaten. were an amazing caretaker. Like, caretaking. you're always taking care of the environment. You're thinking about the space. You're making it more comfortable. Like, you should be a guest with Leah because she's very <laughs> – I'm so always I- trying to say I'm a guest. <laughs> Always for like 25 years. I'm like, I think I'm a guest here. Right. I'm sorry. Why didn't you actually like plate my food already? I know, but she still does. So that's why I also kind of still think I'm a guest. I'm like, so you're going to like make everything really pretty, right? Okay, great. It also drives people crazy. She says this, but she's so pissed. I get really crazy about lighting and things like that and Mm -hmm. also sit down to eat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's being very kind right now, but it can be really annoying. It makes everything better. I acknowledge that. (laughs) Pitches tend to want things done really quickly. Yes. And cheaply, easily, get it done. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to taste good. It doesn't have to look pretty. (laughs) The kappas and the vatas are both adding joy into our lives. Okay, Pitches? So settle the fuck down (laughs) and let these other people make things beautiful and pretty, even if it takes a little bit longer. I know it's annoying as hell. You should be breathing anyway. Focus on your breathing when you're waiting for your (laughs) kappa friends. So what we were talking about, Prakriti and Vikriti. Your Prakriti does not change. Mm -hmm. You're born with it. That's who your balance is. Mm -hmm. Your Vikriti is everything that's been kind of like wound around you that isn't even who you are. Mm -hmm. That's not even your true nature. Mm -hmm. It's You have to unwind all of that. And so that's very changeable. Mm -hmm. So you might appear to be really vata aggravated. And then once you settle that down, it's like, oh, I've got this whole layer of um, kappa aggravation. Oh, I've got this whole (laughs) layer of pitta aggravation. And so it's this constant, I'm going to try to balance that and then let something else come forward Mm -hmm. and then balance that and slowly bringing yourself back to what you, your balance prakriti is. And Mm -hmm. it's at that point that you can start to experience more bliss in your life. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. So 
because a lot of us, again, I know I talk about anxiety a lot and I talk about depression a lot and mm-hmm. it manifests throughout each of the doshas differently. Yep. But a lot of the anxiety that we are seeing consistently is vata related. Yep. So again, limiting that screen time, getting oil on the body to decrease that dryness mm-hmm. and lightness. There are so many simple things you can do to change your experience in your life just daily. Mm-hmm. So side note on that. You're having a side note on your side note? I- called them when you're ready anyway (laughs) there's a thing for that this is like a ppps okay (laughs) that's out of control over here okay but i want my people who are experiencing anxiety to know that there are things you can be doing because it can take over your life yeah ayurveda has simple steps and like we'll do a class that's just like on mental health yes or, we you will, know or at least on I, anxiety and depression yes, it's just with ayurveda because again mm-hmm. it, like i said it manifests through each dosha but we have our kappas who generally tend to showcase a little bit more of that depression and oh, so yeah. they're that eating sadness. a lot and they're staying in again take care of your kappas <laughs> right the kappas will just stay home and mm-hmm. sit on the couch and literally not do anything mm-hmm. and they can just be so sad and not have they don't even know. They don't have the wherewithal necessarily to even know that they're depressed because mm-hmm. this has become such a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So that is a side note on a side note on a side note. Okay. Of, okay. We will talk more about this so that you have a little bit more control in your own life when it comes to like mental health. Mm-hmm. The Vikriti can also be affected by the seasons. Mm-hmm. So as we were saying, like you would eat differently with the seasons. If you eat the same way all year long... Mm-hmm. You're probably really great one of those seasons. Yep. And then the other seasons, <laughs> you're kind of fucking yourself over. Yeah, eating melon in the winter, even just saying that is so cold sounding to right. me. It's just, oh, don't do that to yourself. Yeah. Eating really, really hot root vegetables in the summer, probably not going to be your go-to food. Yeah, you don't want to like heat yourself up more. Yeah, so some of it we naturally do. Some of it we naturally go towards cooler drinks in the summertime, soups in the winter. Mm-hmm. So it's integrating that in a more thoughtful way. Yep. So... In general, Ayurveda wants you to come back to yourself. Yes. And to recognize yourself and have knowledge about yourself Mm -hmm. and to be able to treat yourself. And when you are balanced, to then experience bliss Mm -hmm. and to Mm -hmm. bring in that spirituality Mm -hmm. and to balance out your thoughts and your mental capacity Mm -hmm. and all of that. It just Mm -hmm. wants to balance every part of you. And Ayurveda... Um, recognizes the different energetic bodies. You don't just have one energetic body. It's Mm -hmm. layers. And all of them have different effects on the body. Mm -hmm. And they're all affected by what you're eating and how you're sleeping Mm -hmm. and all of all of that. I don't know. So what would we say to kind of close this up? Because we have done a huge information drop. We I realize that. Um, we do want to leave you with some helpful tools, though. So it is summertime in a lot of places on this planet right now. Uh, we, we can check where people are in the world who are listening <laughs> yeah. to this podcast. And most most of them are, are experiencing summer. summer. Yeah, there's a couple outliers out there in Australia and yep. uh, South America. Shout out yeah, to yeah. Australia. <laughs> <laughs> so... Most people, though, are experiencing their summer. Mm -hmm. So just some things to keep yourself cooler would be, Leah mentioned it earlier, drinking perhaps coconut Mm -hmm. water, having something light mint. Again, melons. Yeah. Those cooling fruits, salad. So this would be one of the times during the year that we would encourage you to perhaps take on some raw vegetables. Most of the year we're not really big on raw vegetables, but okay, this would be when you may slide into that. Yep, just to kind of like add a little bit more bitters to your diet um, and something that's a little bit more fresh. And you can't have a lot of um, heavy digestion when you're hot. Yeah. Anyway, it just like makes you And you'll naturally probably not gravitate towards that anyway, Mm -hmm. but perhaps not gravitating towards those chips and crackers either Mm -hmm. if you're feeling a little bit Things that have water in them. Yeah. That's a great way to, that's a great indicator. Yeah. So you need to be getting your hydration in and you don't always have to be drinking eight glasses of water. I suck at drinking water. That's like my... (laughs) least that's like my worst thing is like water i can't get that much water in can i have a thimble full (laughs) right but putting those plants in your water like mint and things spearmint Mm -hmm. is a really hibiscus oh hibiscus rose yep oh my gosh rose chilled iced teas are great or chilled teas are excellent so like a hibiscus or a rose tea chilled or Mm -hmm. mint chilled so things to consider plus that's just 
bougie. Like, how fun to drink your, like, cucumber. hibiscus cucumber. Yeah, yeah your water. sexy water. Exactly. And so you can just keep that in the refrigerator, mm-hmm. pour out a glass for you and your guests. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today, class. Thank you, students. We know this was a lot of information. Yes. We needed to get you up to this baseline, though, so I we know. can start just dropping things like, you are so vaunted out. I know, but we also have all of these cool things that we want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, with Ayurveda, yeah, they talk a lot about what you should be eating, but they have more rules on how you eat, mm-hmm. and we want to dive into that just yep. a little bit more because they're easy things to incorporate, some easier than others. And you can really start to pay attention and see how they're affecting your life. And some you can never go back on once you start. Once you've scraped your tongue, you just never feel clean if you don't oh do it gosh, again. Oh, my gosh. Your mouth is just so amazing. <laughs> yeah. Everybody. Okay. So that's the that's homework. That's your homework. Oh. Tongue we, scraping. Tongue scraping. Okay. We'll talk about that at the. We, that's not your homework. We'll talk about it at a different one. No, I think it is homework. Okay. Okay. But we do homework during the little outro thing with the music. (laughs) That's why I didn't want to talk about it. So I thought we did that when we forgot to give homework during the class. I know, but we've done that every time up to this point. And so now that's kind of like our, like, that's what we do. So we can't talk about homework now. Okay. Wait one second. (laughs) When we get the music, we're allowed to talk about homework again. Hit (laughs) Okay, Leah, here is where we talk about homework. Okay. Yeah, this is the part now. Gosh, if now. I didn't know you were a pitta, I would just think you were an asshole. <laughs> Same <laughs> thing. That's what I was trying to explain during the pitta part. Okay, so get yourself a tongue scraper, yo. Yes, it will change your world. You will literally like want to start making out with everyone because you're like, Whoa, do you your mouth know how fresh so... my mouth is? But Ugh. also, have you scraped your tongue? Because we can't make out unless you have. <laughs> It just makes everything better. So there's certain reasons why, and we'll get into that at another class. Episode, but what we want is for you to quickly change your life and know how great Ayurveda is, and tongue scraping Mm -hmm. is that. I do love the ones from Banyan. Banyan has excellent tongue scrapers. But you can get tongue scrapers um, a couple different places. Copper can be really great too for tongue scraping. You could even use a spoon. If you're oh. using the flat or the, you know, the I side know of it. That is literally making me shiver right now. Really? Yeah. That I, makes you shiver? I can't use a spoon. All right. You're not <laughs> going to use a spoon. It doesn't work with a toothbrush. It no. doesn't do the same In thing. Fact, that also makes me shiver and cringe. Yeah. Because once you've scraped your tongue, you'll never be able to go back to that toothbrush game. Gross. Yeah. Don't do that. It's like. You need a flat edge. Yes. Don't use a knife. Probably metal of some kind. Also true. These are your helpful tips. Yeah. So tips and tricks help with your breath. Your mouth will just feel cleaner. And we'll talk more about ama, which is what you're going to be scraping in Mm -hmm. the next, probably next um, Ayurveda episode. Sure. If not, soon after that. (laughs) Yeah. Sometime. So let us know your experience with tongue scraping, or if you have questions about tongue scraping or anything that we've discussed today. We are accessible on Instagram and Facebook. Yep. Come find us, guys. Let us know. Uh, what you thought about this episode and for sure let us know your questions yes take care bye students